Welcome back to the Bleach and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halbert. I'm your hostess with the mostess. And if you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're not new, thanks for coming back. Appreciate your continued support. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast or written a review, left a five-star rating, uh, please, if you could do that, that'd be great. Unfortunately, if you are not an Apple user, you cannot leave a review, but you still can share with your friends, post about it on socials. Anyone can do that. Um, Also, still have merch. I say this every week. Um, I'm probably going to have to just like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do to get this shit off the shelves, but... I need to sell it so that I can get new merch. Uh, anyway, buy some merch. T-shirts are 25. Sweatshirts are 40. I have a few left in varying sizes. So slide into the DMs if you want some sick merch from the pod. And I will hook you up for a fee. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm not here alone. <laughs> I'm being joined today by my internet friend, Lacey Poindexter. You can say hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm over here dying. I need to start selling my product like that. (laughs) I'm getting marketing tips. Honestly, it's not working, so don't take any tips from me. I'm like, no, don't listen to me. (laughs) Haven't sold anything in the last few months. They were going like hotcakes when it was new, but that was just the loyal stands. They already have their merch. They don't need more. So I'm like, come on, motherfuckers. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Love you. Um, So anyway, Lacey and I, uh, this is our first time meeting in person, but, yeah. you know, the, the magical world of the internets uh, has just, you know, been bringing people together these days with yep. the COVID times. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've, I, I don't even know how, I think I maybe had like a friend or some, spoiler alert, um, Lacey and her husband have a detailing business. We'll yep. get into that later. Um, but I think, I think you guys maybe like, did one of my friends like cars or was it through bonnie i don't remember i think you know it's it's a small yeah community and whenever i see like other like local small business owners who are like doing things on like insta like socials and stuff especially i like try to like you know make connections and stuff especially for the podcast too Mm -hmm. um but anyway so i don't know if you followed me first or i followed you first or what it was but it's been a uh, probably a few months. Yeah. Um, it's been a while that we've been following each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just thought that Lacey would be a great guest for the show. So here we are. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to we're gonna do a few little icebreakers. Cool. Uh, we're going to do our bothered things. I forgot to tell you to come prepared with something, but I'm sure you can think of something. I'll go first and <laughs> okay. give you some time to think. Okay. <laughs> um, so my thing this time is... Um, it's kind of more, I'm just irritated by this specific situation that just happened, but like it counts. So on, well, by the time this podcast comes out, we're recording, we're coming to you from the past. Mm -hmm. This is going to come out in like two weeks. But anyway, um, over the weekend I was down in Seattle with some friends and, uh, I was with my, my girlfriend Berkeley and we were kind of just like we did dinner and like did it like went to a couple Mm -hmm. bars or whatever and we go to this bar um towards the end of the night 
And she, like, knows everybody down there. And we, like, ran into some of her other friends that I didn't know. But um, this there was one guy that was there that apparently I had met before. I don't remember meeting him. (laughs) Um, But he swore up and down that we met when I was in Seattle last hanging out with her. Like, I mean, it was, like, a year ago. So that's Mm -hmm. probably why I don't remember. Anyway, um, I was dressed all cute. I had my cute little hipster hat on. And this man, who I basically don't know, thought it would be really cute and funny to, like, take my hat off of my head. And he, like, put it on his greasy ass head. Uh -uh. And then Mm -mm. whatever weird, disgusting hat he was wearing, he's like, here, wear mine. I'm like, actually, I would prefer not to. Also, um, you can't just touch strangers and, like, take things off their body without asking. Especially in COVID on top of everything. I know. I was like... (laughs) Um, and then he like wouldn't stop like he after that after I like took it back I was like not amused I wasn't even like pretending to be like oh haha like give it back I was like that's I don't like that yeah please give me my hat back Um, also it's like listen when a woman is wearing a hat especially like that it's like we didn't just throw a hat on like you have to like perfectly make sure your hair is parted the right way so true and like the pieces are in the right spot so then when you put the hat on everything looks right and I was just like this motherfucker now I have to readjust everything there's no mirror anywhere people are looking at me it was a whole thing and then like look my friend like was like had to like intervene and be like no seriously dude stop and i was just like why are people like this legit thing to be bothered by very annoyed yeah very annoyed i was just like this is you are way too old to think that that is like a cute way to flirt with someone or whatever yeah that's like almost like elementary school like a little kid comes up on the like playground and takes your hat i'm almost 30 years old and you look like you're probably older than me so red flag red flag yeah i know i was like you needed a wrist slap i didn't actually slap him but i definitely was not nice yeah i mean psa you are not required to be nice to people who do shit like that amen so anyway that's my thing okay is it my turn for a bothered thing yeah it can be anything it doesn't have to be like it can be i mean one of mine one time was long fingernails so like (laughs) On men. Okay. I was going to say, let me Long, know. like, claws. Yes. Like, no. fingernails on men that are, like, dirty. I'm like, cut your fucking nails, especially if you think you're going to touch me. I was going to say, <laughs> there's, like, should be a cardinal rule. Men have to get a manicure if they think those are going anywhere near the body. I know. I know. And I know, like, it's it's very much, like, and I mean, like, if you want to go get a set, if, mm-hmm. if, if you're a dude and you want to go get some nice acrylics and you want to have a set, great, but you're not putting your fingers in me. <laughs> anywhere it's for some reason it's like the natural nails that are just too long and they just need to be cut i don't know what it is mm-hmm. and it's only i, I know people, you're sexist Blah. what about women whatever i don't know for whatever reason it just really irritates me when guys have long gross nails okay no cut them. anyway but so, no this as an example no, <laughs> this is good i have two currently and they both just because me and my husband have been spending a lot of time together recently the first one is Whenever I'm in the midst of doing something, like I'm doing a chore, I'm doing the dishes, or I'm like, go, 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 and he just comes up and grabs the ass. And I'm like, bro, like now is not the time to be cute and sexy. I'm trying to get stuff done, trying to feed your children, and he's trying to be cute, but that always bothers me for some reason. That's fair. <laughs> and then the second one is he has those long toenails. Oh, hell no. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, babe, if you listen to it's this. It's a no for me. I saw, I saw like, I think it was like a TikTok video or something of... Like, people were, like, stitching it because they were all, like, what the fuck? But it was, like, 
someone posted a video of like their bed sheets all ripped up. Like yeah. anybody else have this problem because their man won't clip their toenails? I was like, Ugh. yuck. I'm sorry, but if it's at the point where you're literally ripping your sheets, ew. What? Are, who are you sleeping with, Wolverine? Uh, What's going on? My husband's just grow really long and really fast, and so I'm always like, and they're they're thick. They're and like, thick. I understand, like, you know. For me, I mean, I keep my nails, unless I have, like, acrylics, my fingernails and my toenails, are, I keep them short because it's something that annoys me. But, uh-huh. like, also clipping your own toenails if you don't have time to go get a pedicure is a chore, especially if you're a chubby girl like myself. <laughs> the bend over. The belly really gets in the way. <laughs> it does. Oh it really God. does. So I get it. But also it's like... It's, I don't know. I make it work. I make it happen because it's a priority for me. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. I understand that some people there's there's always going to be things that annoy you that nobody else thinks about. Yeah, that's the story of my. And life. I'll take it. I mean, for everything good that he provides. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it's not yeah. a deal breaker for you, <laughs> no. Nope. I've just bought him some toenail clippers. <laughs> I've bought him like three pairs. I'm like, here, babe. Yeah. <laughs> just go just do a it. Subtle hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get going, here's yes. what I want to know. First of all. What is your astrological sign? And if you know your big three, what is your big three? I don't even know what big three means. Your sun, moon, and rising. Okay, I don't. Okay. But I am a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. And I was born, I don't know if it makes a difference, but January 9th. Okay. So I don't know any of the logistics. Interesting. Yes, I am a Cap. Um, I have a <laughs> lot of earth signs okay. um, in my friend circle. So this is making a lot of sense for me. Is that um, an earth sign? Capricorn, yeah. Okay. I really don't know much about astrology. I know. Sorry. I mean, I'm not a professional, <laughs> but I know enough. And I actually did find this girl on TikTok who lives in Bellingham that I don't know if she's like officially an astrologer or what, but she makes Ooh. astrology content. Anyway, I want to have her on the podcast. Um, what else did I have written down? Okay. What is your favorite restaurant in Bellingham and why? Okay, I actually really love the Birch Door Cafe. Cafe, it's okay. like my favorite brunch place, and the reason I love it is because I've never had better Hollandaise. 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Their sauce is the best. It's my favorite you think restaurant. So? Yeah, it's. I'm well. Yeah, I don't think I've had better around Bellingham. Have you? Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've only maybe had it there once. But I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't remember it being like bad or great. I'm probably just indifferent about it. But I think my favorite is probably um, Mount Bakery. Mount Bakery is good. I've only been there once for a photo shoot. Oh, okay. And so like, really? yeah, I was modeling. And so like I was eating the food and modeling the food. So I didn't really get to enjoy oh, it. But it yeah. was really yummy good. It was yummy good. They it was also, good. they do their eggs Benedict on a Belgian waffle Ooh. instead of an English muffin. Yum. And then I get bacon instead of ham. That sounds really good. It's so good. Um, okay. <clears throat> what is the other thing? Oh, okay. One makeup and or hair product that you cannot live without. Hmm. That's a really good one. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you had to choose. Dry shampoo, probably. Just yeah. being a busy mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably for hair. And then um, for makeup. My beauty, I know it sounds silly, but my beauty blender, my sponge is actually my thing. But if you don't have, but what are you going to use a sponge for if you have no <laughs> That's other true. makeup? That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> moving, the, I would not, moving the oil around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just blending all my oil. Um, 
I really, I have this brown eyeshadow. I don't even remember what brand it is, but I use it for contour a lot too when it's necessary. So I like the fact that I can use it for a lot a of different things. Versatile. Yeah. I'm really about that. Like my makeup bag is only about this big and I use a lot of different products. <laughs> I know yours is probably a lot bigger. I've bought some of your wish hand-me-down makeup actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously it's what I do for a living. So even if I'm not yeah. using it all the time, I'm always trying new things and whatever, but like, yeah, I, I, even when I say I'm going to do like something simple, it ends up being like primer and, and tinted moisturizer and concealer yeah. and then you need setting powder and then you need a blush and you, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. How um, do you, I'm curious, how do you have time to do that with little? I mean, I don't most of the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, especially with COVID and like having to wear masks mm-hmm. and stuff, I just, I if I do put anything on, like for work and stuff, yeah, it's like a little bit of concealer, sometimes mascara and like a lash or, or sometimes nothing, um, or like sometimes brows, sometimes not. Yeah, it's like I'm not gonna put on foundation and then have to wear a mask all day. Yeah, the only time I'll do like a full face of makeup for work is if I have something I'm doing after. Okay. And I don't, I'm not going to have time to like go home and get ready. Yeah. Um, or like if I'm working like a short, like this past Friday, I only had, I only came in for one client and then I went straight to Seattle after work. So I did my makeup before mm-hmm. um, and just tried not to sweat too much. Which <laughs> I just realized impossible. we were in Seattle at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. I was in Seattle this last weekend too. Oh. For the twins' birthday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the zoo and all that stuff. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Um, but when I do do it, mm-hmm. um, usually Lennox is either napping because I kind of work my schedule around his, yep. our parenting plan and then also his like sleep schedule as much as possible. Um, or my mom stays home. Yeah. Um, she helps my dad with his business. She does like all the books and stuff. But okay. That, you know, she can do that when it works for her schedule too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So she... Um, we have I have my work schedule kind of like printed out and our care. There's a lot of schedule coordinating that needs to happen. Yeah, she is my primary mm-hmm. um, source of childcare when he's not with his dad. Yeah. So, but I mean, obviously we live together, so it's pretty easy. I'll just say, hey, this is when I need to start getting ready for work, and then yeah, I'll hand him over. That's really nice, so, though. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, I, I realize this. I think that's why I like the duality or versatility of like certain makeup products is because I usually don't have that help. Benny's gone from first mm-hmm. thing in the morning, and then I'm stuck with three kids, so I I have like ten minutes to just, yeah. like get everything oh, done. If that was the case for me, I would not put anything on my face. Yeah, I do just because I get on Instagram most of the time yeah. with our company. Well, that's why I use filters. Because <laughs> that works too. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, like you look so pretty. Your skin looks so good." I'm like. I am clearly using a filter. I appreciate the co- the the compliment, but like yeah. I like it's I usually use ones that are like pretty obvious and like it always says, you know, up in yeah. the corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like y'all <laughs> Please just remember. I that tried one of your filters that you used. Like. I tried one of the filters that you used. I saved it and I put it on my face. And I was like, how the fuck does she make this look Which so one? natural? I don't remember what it was called, but I'll send it to you. But it was the one with like a winged eyeliner and eyelashes and you had it on and I didn't know. Like I could tell that you were oh. using a filter. Yeah, that one, I feel like that one only works in, like, you have to be in, like, the right lighting. Right. I think that's like, what it is. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah anyway mm-hmm. uh all that to say yeah even when i'm on the the internets i'm like mm, let's just throw slap a filter on and call it good sometimes i won't i like to go back and forth just so that mm-hmm. people Me too. are like seeing what my face actually looks like but i'm just like whatever anyway yep. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> We kind of like mm-hmm. had a little bit of a chat about where we wanted this episode, to, like what we wanted the kind of topic to surround a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so I guess we can just start with um, maybe just tell everybody like where you're from, yeah, um, who you are a little, like, you know, whatever you want them to know about you. Um, and we can kind of just go from there, yeah. I guess. Let's yeah. do it. So... As she introduced, I am Lacey Poindexter. I am originally from Bellingham, Washington, um, married to my amazing husband for three years, been together for almost eight years. He's from Portland, Oregon, and moved up here to be with me when I was 17, I want to say. So we've been together a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So I'm 24 currently, uh-huh. and he's... I always get it wrong. I'm so bad at his birthday. It's really terrible. I'm bad at everyone's birthday. I think he's 28. Okay. Four years older than me. Wow. Yeah. So he was 20 when I was 16. Okay. So. Um, How did your parents feel about that? It was definitely a hot topic. <laughs> <the> point of contention. <laughs> and we met online doing naughty things. So it was not <laughs> like a really easy transition. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and he was. <laughs> He was sneaky. So he, we kind of were sneaking around behind my parents' back. So he would come from Portland. I would drive to Seattle, pick him up. Sorry, mother, if you ever hear this podcast, which I don't think she will. <laughs> but yeah, so he would come up from Portland and we would meet in Seattle at the train station. I'd pick him up. We would kind of like do the freaky deaky in the back of the car type of situation. <laughs> I am shook. I had no idea. Yep. Uh? And then my parents ended up finding out because I had this friend who kind of had some jealousy things and ended up telling all the parents about the situation and it got me in big trouble. Kind of my relationship. With Wait, my, okay. When yeah. you, well, I guess when you were 16 and he was 20, that was only like nine years ago, eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Eight. So wait, so was it like on a dating site or was it on like one of it those was sites on, like chat roulette or something? It was like on date hookup.com. What the hell was that? It was kind of like a Tinder before Tinder was a thing. Okay. So it was definitely like the point was to hook up oh my and we God. were both on there, but it turned I'm, out he was really good, sweet gentleman. So, I mean, he definitely hooked up with me, but it worked out. Oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, continue. No, that's okay. Um. So anyway, so yeah, my parents found out and then... He ended up, ended up coming up every other weekend for like six months to prove to my parents that he was like serious about me. And I was 16 and I was like, wow, this guy's committed. He's awesome. And then my parents ended up, well, one of, I don't know if both my, my parents were divorced. I don't know if both sets were totally sold on him right away, but oh, okay. one set was, and then, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, Then... I ended up moving out at 17, moved in with him, and we've been together since. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so crazy. Yep. Yep. It is. Wow. And we had twins. At, so we have three kids. I have, um, they just turned five on Friday, five-year-old twins, and then an eight-month-old um, that we were talking about. She's Well, she's about to be eight months. And then, but yeah, I had the twins when I was 19, got pregnant at 18. So it's been really, really fast. Like, met, moved in, kids twins 
bada boot, bam. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, so did you finish high school? I did. Okay. Yep. I had the twins right out of high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So kind of, um, kind of maybe just share like, uh, about, um, like how you guys got started with your business and, um, kind of what your role in that is, um, and just whatever else you want to share. Yeah. So we, like she mentioned, own an auto detailing company, um, servicing the Whatcom County area and how we got started. So we were actually living in an apartment, um, and he got a job. So he was originally working at Costco. Um, but Costco is really about seniority there. So like, if you don't have seniority, you're not going to get full time. And we had two small children. So he ended up leaving Costco to go to a detailing company that promised him full time. And, all of a sudden, like a couple weeks in, his hours started taking like all the way down to only eight hours a week. And he was like, what is going on? Yeah. And turns out the company ended up closing their doors. Um, okay. So he just basically randomly was out of a job. And so we both kind of looked at each other and went, well, we have nothing better to do. We can't lose our apartment. We have to pay our bills. So maybe I'll work on marketing and entrepreneurship side of things. And you work on the skill set, which you just learned from this other company. Because um, now he knows a trade. He could implement that trade. So how long was he working there before you guys decided to go out on your own? It wasn't long. This? Um, like maybe two or three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was really quick. What? I had a hiccup. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to do it into the mic. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, yeah. So it was only two or three months. So he hadn't learned the trade like really recent, like or it had been really recent, and so it was a fairly new thing. Um, and during that, while we were starting that company, I also went back to work for the first time in c- several years since having my kids, um, and that just didn't work out. It was just not a good fit for me, um, and so. Yeah, we just, our company took off. I decided to leave my job and we've just been running it full time ever since. So, so how long have you guys been doing, like, when did you start your business? So we're going on two years this July. Oh, wow. So like pretty recent. Yeah. So um, our kids were like two or three when all of this was happening. Our twins were, uh, Isla wasn't in the picture yet, our uh, seven month old, but yeah, so our kids were fairly young. And through that, we ended up having to move out of our apartment uh, just for financial reasons. And we were just staying with family, staying in hotel rooms. We were basically building our, the startup of our company while we didn't have a permanent residence. So it was really challenging, but built a lot of grit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so how have you kind of, I mean, cause it seems like, uh, you're doing, you know, the business is doing pretty well and you mm-hmm. guys are staying really busy. So how, how have you kind of, uh, managed to grow your company, uh, market it, um, you know, what are your strategies there? How do you go about that side of things, I guess? So we do it all through Instagram. Um, 90% of our clientele come from Instagram. Instagram's amazing and it's free, which is like yep. so good for overhead costs yep. of a company. <laughs> um, but with that being said, as far as like marketing and strategies go, honestly, the only thing I've really found that has worked is to just be myself mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like finding ways to find yourself. I just heard a talk last night actually that was about finding yourself, become um, b- 
being true to yourself and then improving yourself and using that kind of method to take off in your strategy on social media has been really effective for me just finding my voice finding who I am and then working to hone that and build that strength has been kind of the only solid principle I've been able to find because there's a lot of marketing strategies out there on Instagram everyone I feel like says do it this way or do it this way and it can get lost in the sea of Instagram because there's so many people out there well and I feel like at the end of the day it's like if you have a good product or you're doing good work Mm -hmm. it doesn't take that long especially in a smaller community like in Whatcom County for it to kind of spread like wildfire because it's like okay well you you know somebody you do somebody's car and then they tell somebody else about it or like you know and because that's kind of a thing where I mean I think I've had one of my vehicles at one point in my life detailed like once. Yeah. Um, and it was just at some, you know, bigger storefront or whatever. Like a dealership that, or yeah, something. Yeah. I just was like, oh, that their sign says they do this. So I guess I'll take my car there. Right. Um, so I feel like it's probably because you guys are mobile. Yeah. So my husband's work is another key aspect. Like he's, I think it would be different if he wasn't good at what he did, it wouldn't have taken off the way it has because he's really, really amazing at the detailing portion. Um, And being mobile brings a lot of uh, traffic and it is marketing in itself because they see, you know, people walk by and see him detailing at people's houses or he'll be at an office place and clientele will be coming into the office place and see him detail. So that's free marketing as well. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it, as far as I know, I mean, I haven't seen or heard of very many people who are in that kind of line of work and doing it in a way where it's not just like, oh, yeah, this random person I know details cars once yeah. in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, it seems like you guys have it set up in a way where it's like very intentional of like the structure and um, how you, how you do your business from what I can tell. Well, um, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I had no idea. It only been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think also a huge portion is like, we're really big about just always putting people first. Like that is kind of our model or even our website says people serving people one car at a time. So the detailing is kind of the service that we provide, but it's always been about the people. And I think that that is a key component for any business owner is like the minute it goes from, just or the minute goes from serving people to now it's just all about business you've lost people I think and I think that's a huge portion yeah I mean any I feel like any service or trade or product anything where there's other people involved which you know even if you're just selling a product whatever that is it's like you're selling to people so Mm -hmm. it's like you have to be able to relate in some way yeah or figure out how to make that work for you or whatever yeah um so, I mean, I definitely understand that in my line of work. Yeah. Um, this I this question actually just popped into my head just based off what we're talking about. But, mm-hmm. like, I know for myself um, it can be really difficult to kind of separate, like, the business and the personal when mm-hmm. it comes to mm-hmm. um, your customers or your clients. I don't know what you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Maybe, I mean, maybe for me, it's a little different because I see people a lot more frequently. Right. Um, But have you, have you guys run into anything like that where like, you know, maybe for example, um, you have someone who is a friend or a family member who Mm -hmm. wants to hire um, your business to, to do a, a detail and they like 
pressure you for like a discount or like not don't know how to respect the boundaries of like, hey, like this is how we make mm-hmm. our living. I love you. You're my friend, but you're going to pay full price just like everybody else. Do you, know, do you kind of yeah, get what I'm Yeah, no, saying? I totally get what you're saying. So actually we this is our first year um, or like the last six months is the first time we've ever had a family member buy from us or really. Yeah. So our family was actually super unsupportive or they will probably not say that (laughs) (laughs) they probably won't say that. I don't think that it was that they were unsupportive. I just think that maybe um, we lacked the responsibility or we were not showcasing the responsibility up until that point in our lives that we would be able to have the capacity to run a successful business. And so it was kind of like they just didn't believe in it yet. Um, and we had to believe in ourselves and prove that we could do it. Um, so I haven't had that happen. But I do know what you're saying in that sense of like, how do you set that boundary? And when I worked at it, so I used to manage Anytime Fitness and the owner there wouldn't give free memberships to any of his friends or family. And the way he would describe it is just like, this is my livelihood. Like if I worked at Fred Meyer and you came in and were buying groceries, just because I worked there, you wouldn't ask me to put the groceries on the house. Yeah. It's my job, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like if you come to my business, why would why would you think that I'm just going to put it on the house when this is, you know, how I'm making my money? Yeah. And also just, I think the more you can show the value that you provide, the mm-hmm. less people are going to want to ask for a discount because they see the value of the work you do. Mm-hmm. But you have to showcase that. Yeah. Yeah. So when I asked Lacey kind of like what direction she wanted to go in for this conversation, <laughs> I actually wrote down your message because I thought it was funny. Um, and... oh, what did I say? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to figure out a way to like smoothly transition yeah, into this part of the conversation. But I'm like, I'm just going to read what you said because it. <laughs> it's great. So she said... Um, Something I'm the most passionate about is healing childhood crap and ego-related shit to be the best business <laughs> owner possible. I like that could not be more relatable. <laughs> so, wow. When, now that I hear my own words back, I'm like, I'm very blunt. Oh I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that is something I'm super, super passionate about is, you know, I think um just all the problems that we see in our society today comes from a lot of marketing poor marketing I feel like and what we're taught to believe in conditioned to believe about ourselves and it comes from putting money before people like I was talking about or business before the actual people of the business and um so like one of my things I'm really passionate about is having the most holistic leaders in business, people who have healed from their crap. It's not all about ego and me, 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 but instead it's coming from a place of, I want to lead, I want to serve, I want to think about the best interest of everyone involved in my community, in my clientele base, so that we have more ethical and sustainable businesses that come to fruition through that. So that's what I'm most passionate about. (laughs) So how, how would you say that you like like how what does that look like in a practical mm-hmm. um sense i guess like what 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 do you do or how do you like get yourself to a point where um you are working through things in order for that to translate into your business if that makes sense does yeah so mean? yeah no that makes I know, sense I'm like, <laughs> i don't know sometimes i think i like will ask a question I'm like is this coming out of my brain right? <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. No, um, so I think for me, like having self-awareness and learning how to build a skill of self-awareness, um, which for me looks like 
you know, if I'm hitting a pinch point in business or I'm hitting a problem in business, I always ask like, what is it that I'm missing about myself or what is it that I'm doing? What am I attracting? And just beginning to like really ask questions about yourself to yourself so that you can begin to uncover like kind of that deeper stuff. Like I run a different Instagram page called Diving Deep and it's kind of all about like getting into that deeper surface level of like, where is this crap coming from? Like what is deep within my heart and soul that is causing this to come to fruition in business? And so I think just learning how to essentially interview yourself or ask the harder questions and really begin to connect and understand yourself is like this the starting point um so self-awareness is what I would say is like the most practical way so what what have been maybe some of those things for you personally that you've had to work through in order to like do what you're saying Mm -hmm. you're doing and like running a successful business without all the you know ego and everything else like So for me, for instance, um, I went through some childhood trauma um, and that caused a lot of just like self insecurity. And I found myself just like really, really hiding beneath the surface and putting all these on these on all of these masks um, and being on camera on Instagram a lot. I just was inconsistent in who I was because I was so insecure. Um, And so learning how to like dive deeper into that and figure out like what am I scared of like why do I feel so much fear around just like getting on camera being myself um and kind of working through that obviously therapy really helps as well yeah totally (laughs) um but that's probably one of the big ones is and then a lot of times because of that insecurity my ego would get in the way and it would kind of overcompensate where it's like I would feel like I'm the shit all the time or like I'm the boss lady. And, but it was really also coming from a place of insecurity because Mm -hmm. I was overcompensating. Um, just, just from that area, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like that's something that you have just kind of worked on kind of on your own or do you have like other, maybe like business mentors or people that kind of like helped you through that? A support system, I feel like is one of the key ingredients to being a successful business owner. Mentors, just even people online that I've been able to pick their brains like, hey, how are you doing this? You know, you seem so cool behind the camera. What are you doing? Um, Just that kind of thing. Always having a good support system that you can lean into is definitely a key ingredient for sure. I don't believe in the the saying that anyone is self-made. I really don't. I think that everyone has influences and people that mm-hmm. come in and help them be the highest version of themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Community in general, I think as humans is definitely like pretty major, just in anything, not even business, but just yeah. every aspect. It's like we're not meant to go through this life doing things all on our own. Nope. Um, yeah. Um, what else? What else do I want to know? <laughs> I feel like you're like, you, you've got these questions down. I'm like, okay, no. so on to the next. <laughs> no, I should have been more prepared. You're good. You're good. <laughs> what is, I mean, ask anything. I'm open. Um, I mean, I kind of want to know more too, just like I, for, especially for people listening, mm-hmm. um, who want to like more on like the business side who like maybe would like to yeah. hire you guys to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Detail or car? Yeah, but <laughs> hire you for your services was okay. what I was going to say. And I was like, 
Does that sound weird? <laughs> um, but like maybe just kind of like how do you how do you guys um, like how do you how do you run your business? How do you like if somebody wants to hire you, like how do they go about that? What is yeah. what is that all? What does that process kind of look like? I guess. So it used to be that it would be all me helping people schedule, but as we've grown, that's not something that we can rely on anymore because we have such an influx of clientele. So through Instagram, uh, the link in our bio takes people directly to a scheduling link that it's all self-serve. There's a questionnaire that you fill out um, just to get the logistics of your vehicle, whether it has pet hair or mold or things like that to really give us an in-depth kind of look into your car without looking into your car. Um, and that's all available through Instagram or even on our website, poindextersdetailing.com. There's a link up in the right hand, uh, right hand, top right handle that says schedule that has that same exact process. So it's pretty easy, the self-booking process. And then once that happens, we usually connect with you to say, hey, saw you booked. We're so excited for this. If we didn't get your address on the questionnaire, we'll ask you, just get some more details. And then, yeah, Benny shows up to their house and does their car. That's that. (laughs) And you guys do interior and exterior yeah so he's a full service well i shouldn't say full service um he does have some limitations being mobile because he doesn't have a shop with like lifts and things like that where he could um be a little bit more extensive so a couple of limitations that he has is he usually doesn't take people's seats fully out of the vehicle um since he's mobile and that requires a lot more equipment um but he does get underneath the seats with the vacuum and things like that. And then he, he doesn't do ceramic coatings. So I don't, do you know anything about? Nope. <laughs> so ceramic coatings, <laughs> I love that. Ceramic coatings is basically the end game process of um, putting a protective layer over the paint to reduce like any kind of damage that could happen to the paint once we've polished and waxed it and all that oh, stuff. Okay. So that's like a whole nother ball game and you have to get certified and trained and we're just not there yet and he probably doesn't have the capacity being mobile quite yet to do that so yeah yeah so what what are what are some of your guys's like goals for um like growth and for the future like do you ever plan does he ever plan on like hiring and training other people Mm -hmm. to be able to kind of service as many people as possible and cut you know what I mean like do you guys have any thoughts or ideas of where you want to take your business in the future yeah so we're kind of looking into that right now we like I was saying at the beginning we started our company out of necessity because we had to survive yeah and so we never really thought of like is this going to be a long-term thing um at the beginning and it really took off. And so we're just coming to that point now of like, this could be a very sustainable company come to the future. Um, And so we're just looking into those things while we were down in Seattle, we were kind of scoping out the market, seeing if it's possible to maybe look into franchising or, you know, what's the route of really taking on employees or do we want to even go the route of building almost like a detailing mentorship program where we teach other detailers how to build a sustainable company for themselves. Um, and we become a mentor to them because it is a skill or trade-based business. It, there is that retention piece of like, can we keep people as an employee uh, versus would they want to go do the trade themselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad runs is kind of actually running into that right now because he has a drywall company. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's had the same two guys working for him for, I don't even know how long, 20 years probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, drywall is one of those things where it's like you can only your body can only handle doing that type of work for so long. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he treats them extremely well, pays them really well, you know, like yeah. all of that. But it's like you kind of 
as an employee, like you kind of get to a point where it's like, well, I want to be the boss. I want to do my own thing. I can start my own company, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you're good at what you do. So that's definitely I can definitely see how that would be like kind of hard to, you know, trust somebody into your business. And yeah. then, you know, just to have them leave a year later or whatever to go start their own thing, which you yeah. can't really control. But I mean, and truthfully, we do we do love the idea of that of people starting their own businesses. There's something about being a you know a self employed person or having the time and flexibility that oftentimes comes with that that we would love to see other individuals have. And so that's why we're almost leaning towards going a mentorship route yeah. versus employee because we don't want to just we don't want to see people stuck. Like doing like workshops and stuff that people can like yeah. pay for and like sign up yep. for to learn all the tricks. Or the even trade. like providing like a guide of like this is step by step how we were able to build a company. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that takes a lot of streamlining and systemization within our own company to prove that it works. Um, and we, you know, with any startup, it's just all trial and error, trial and yeah. error. So we're just now to getting to the point of like, can we systemize this and create a bundle for someone to then purchase as a mentorship program? Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I know. Uh, the thought crossed my mind for a second of like, you know, like, are you worried about it being, you know, getting to a point where if you were to do something like that, where the market would be oversaturated. But then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Because I mean, think about how many hairdressers and barbers and people in the beauty industry there are around like literally so many but it's like that's the whole that's the part of it where the people you know having those relationships and running your business the way you're doing it to where it's like people are uh using your business not only because they like the service or the product but because you've you've built that connection relationship and that's how you keep the same people coming back Mm -hmm. um you know instead of just being a one-hit wonder and that's truthfully something we're working right now is like retention with clientele right now because we grew um i don't ever like saying so fast and so far so quick because that sounds almost a little bit braggy but we did the truth of it is we did kind of explode and so we had such an influx of new clientele constantly that we weren't able to retain and build the relationship the way we should have with our you know kind of initial foundation clientele because it was just constant you know people it it just caught and people wanted to come um and so we're to the point now where we're almost trying to turn away some new clients and instead work on the maintenance clients and really build those like uh retention based you know maintenance situations and just really really focusing on the relationship in that area yeah Mm -hmm. almost like you have to train people because it's like I mean, like I said, for me, I've only ever had a vehicle detailed once mm-hmm. and never really think about it that much. But I also have a mom who is like borderline OCD, like clean freak, like uh-huh. other people's mess. Like my messes don't really bother me, but mm-hmm. they bother her. Mm-hmm. And so once in a while, <laughs> her and my dad will <laughs> do an intense clean out of my car. <laughs> I mean, it's not probably not on the same level as like a professional detailing, but it's pretty dang close. And so I'm like, eh, hey, built in service. Why but, not? <laughs> but I mean, with your I mean, you're a hairdresser. So maintenance clients probably something you focus on, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's it's hard because especially now um, lived in low maintenance hair color, yeah. especially is like so on trend and it has been for a while, which is great 
for the client, but then I'm like, I'm only seeing people sometimes like twice a year. Yeah. And then every time they come in, it's this huge project because it's been so long since they've been in when, Guilty. you know, if they, yeah, which is fine. <laughs> I totally understand that. But it's like, I'll, I'll try to tell people like, hey, like, you know, we just spent all this time and money getting you to this blonde. Like, you know, it would be a good idea for you to come in in a couple of months to just like have a toner done. Right. Yeah. To like keep the brassiness away or like come in and just like get a couple foils around your face to like keep the color looking fresh as it's growing out until you're ready for like a big appointment. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of those little in between appointments that I think people are they either just don't think about it or like understand that it's an option yeah. or it's, they just don't have the time to come in that frequently, which is fine, which is why I'm always accepting new clients. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, my guys are all very regular and I have a lot of men cause I used to work at a barber shop. So mm -hmm. that's great. Um, but yeah, with, with women, it's kind of like, at least in, you know, in my specific industry. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of, I don't, Personally, I don't have a ton of people who are like very like every six weeks, every eight weeks. Yeah. Because that's just not the type of people that I service. Mm -hmm. Service. That yeah. sounds weird. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I could probably do a better job myself in my own business of like of trying to kind of um, not push that. But maybe just explain to people like, hey, like, you know. Or even educate about it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a better word. Um, but I've just been doing it for so long that I'm just like, you know what? Come in whenever you want to come in. We'll, yeah. We'll figure it out when you come in. If it's another, you know, big project, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. But. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, I do think there's something to be said that eventually you just kind of do just let it let your business do its thing it's yeah. got a but pattern. when you're but i've been you know doing mm -hmm. i've had been doing this and have built my clientele over the last decade so it's a little right. bit different where when you're just starting out it's probably a good way to to focus on making sure you have that consistent income is like educating your your customers or clients about like hey like okay we just did this detail it probably would be good for you to do you know xyz in another three months or whatever it right. is you know yeah um which maybe they never thought of or like um like do you guys pre-book like when you detail someone's car and then say like hey this is our recommendation for like maintenance in however many however long like do you want to schedule that now? Oh, is yeah. Is that something you guys do? Yeah. So, like, I will have people booked up to three to six months in advance for their next cleanings. Um, sometimes even a year. Like, if they're a quarterly client, sometimes we'll just book the full year and get all four appointments booked out for them. Um which is really nice both for them and for me as a business owner because I know that that's already taken care of and then it's kind of off their mind and then we just show up and do it for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we do do that. And also going back to when we don't have more maintenance clients for Benny, a lot of times it ends up these, being these big project cars, kind of like you're talking about with hair. And so it just burns him out a lot quicker. And because he's a one-man show, his body hurts. I mean, he's thrown his back out like three times in the last year because – we haven't gotten it streamlined enough. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And it's just good, you know, all over. It takes them less time. The client usually is more satisfied because it's not getting to the point of like complete disaster. And then he isn't able to get it as clean as they had hoped mm -hmm. versus if they come in, you know, every three months, then it's not near as dirty and he can get it way cleaner in the same yeah. time frame. So everyone's happier. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, I feel like a smart way to kind of focus your energy Yeah. as opposed to getting as many new 
new people in as possible, focusing on the people that you do have that are loyal, that are good clients, and kind of working the business that way. That's very smart. We have amazing clients. It's a very Capricorn thing of you. (laughs) Thanks. Business savvy, right? Is that the Capricorn? (laughs) Do you uh, run like all the books and like the accounting and like all that side of things too? Or do you guys have someone that does that? So we're actually in the process of hiring someone. I did do it. up until this last year but we're getting to the point where our company's big enough that I it's too much for me especially with three kids at home um and also truthfully I am more of a creative so like numbers bookkeeping all that stuff I was never good at math I know I hear that with Capricorns that we're a very business I know, I'm very curious to know what your what your big three is because that would explain a lot so too. I'm more of an Enneagram person do you do the Enneagram I don't know a ton. I know what my number is, but I haven't done like a super deep dive into it only because the research I have done on Enneagram or people I've heard talk about it who know way more than I do. It kind of seems like it's less of a science and more of a feeling kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Um, Where astrology is more of a science and more like, more like, um, like there's like more of a rhyme and reason that is almost like a math problem. Right. Yeah. And it just like, I don't know, to me, uh, I don't know if makes more sense is the right thing to say, but kind of just like, in my opinion, I feel like it just has more credibility when you like really do a deep dive and like look into it. And maybe that's just because I haven't looked into the Enneagram more. Um, but I do know that a lot of people, uh, it, I feel like most people, it's like they either are really into Enneagram or they're really into astrology. It's one or the other, right? Well, I, And for a while, it was like everyone was into like the Myers-Briggs. Yep, I remember that. Um, but anyway. I don't know. The Enneagram for me has never, I've never had something so accurately describe me. What are what Enneagram are you? Um, well, I've taken the test a couple of times and I always get like, a bunch of different numbers. Right. And I've heard that when you do that, you're supposed to like read through them and just kind of like figure out which one you resonate the most with. Okay. Um, based on your, you know, how whatever the highest percentage right. was for each one. Um, so I score the highest in um, actually, I think, I think seven. Okay. But when I was reading through like the characteristics of a seven, mm-hmm. I just didn't really resonate with it very much. Okay. Um, and so then my second highest was a two. I remember, um, I think you told me this one time on an Instagram story. You said yeah. you were a two. Um, so I'm based on my test, I'm a two wing three. Okay. Which actually is pretty, I mean, fairly accurate. And it's funny because I tell people that and they're usually surprised. I'm like, I don't really know why, but. Because two is the helper. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you like to help? Um, I mean, yeah, in the sense that like I um, will overextend. Yeah. Um, before mm. I take care of my own yep. needs. Yep. Um, and I always like, I like to host. I like to like my, the way I show people that I care about, that I care about them is like by doing things for them or um, like, that's not how I receive love. But right. um, anyway, yeah. Um, I can't even remember what all the things are, but I think three is like the. Uh, it's the achiever. Achiever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, which makes sense for me in like a business standpoint, yep. I think. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, like I said, I haven't done like a super deep dive into it, but I just know that whenever I've like read any of the like characteristics or seen like the memes on Instagram or whatever, like yeah. it, it 
resonates with me, I guess. Totally. But yeah, I'm a four wing three. Okay. So four is the individualist or the romantic. So we tend to like romanticize everything. We're very deep in our feelings. Very just fan like we like to fantasize a lot we kind of I just know you have Pisces somewhere in your chart <laughs> you need to download CoStar do you know okay. what, do you know what time you were born I don't but I'm sure my mom does okay yeah get your birth certificate download CoStar you have to know exactly what time you were born to the minute okay and then tell me what you find okay because I, I love being right <laughs> and I just know if it's not Pisces you got some water somewhere in your chart are you a Pisces I'm a Pisces sun okay I'm an Aries moon and I'm a Virgo rising. Okay. I have a lot of, I'm, my chart is very fire, water, earth heavy. I actually have a little bit of everything. I also have a lot of air, but my big three are water, earth, and fire. So I got a little bit of everything. I've got a very conflicting personality, which definitely well, makes sense. Maybe that's why with the Enneagram, you come up as a lot of different ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very true. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really fun. Trust me. Like when you like start looking more into it, like people are just like, astrology is not real. It's bullshit. I'm like, yeah, because you've never looked into it. I'm like, you're going off of your one sign <laughs> when you literally have a sign in every like different planet. It's a whole... It's a whole thing. Anyway, I've talked about this so much on this podcast. People who have been listening to this podcast from day one are like, Layla, shut the fuck up about this already. But I just, I'm No, obsessed. I love it. I'm going to look into it because I feel that way about the Enneagram though. Like I've well, never. Well, like you were saying earlier, like self-awareness is something yep. that you really value. And that is just another, any, and I'm the same. Mm-hmm. And like any way I can learn something about myself or find a different way to figure out why I do the things I do or yep. like recognize patterns. I want to know that information. Yeah. And so astrology has been like learning more about it and like my individual chart and how that relates to like relationships, yeah. um, present, past, whatever, um, has been really helpful in understanding like why I have certain reactions to certain yep. things yep. or why I get along better with some people and not others. Yeah. And anyway. Yeah. Same with Enneagram, I, I'm sure. Well, what I love about the Enneagram is that there's like toxic levels and healthy levels that it goes through. And so like anytime. So basically, like if you're under stress or if you're healthy, right, and like where you tend to go on the Enneagram. And it's been really insightful for me because I'll go back to that. And I even had a friend one time look up my Enneagram. She's like, based off of what you're telling me, Lacey, she's like, you're under a lot of stress right now. And it's like, I am. <laughs> I was like crying. I was like, I'm so stressed out. And so it walked through like how to go from like the unhealthy to the healthy, mm-hmm. which I really liked. So that's one. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What I like about that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, What's what's uh, Benny's son sign? So he's Capricorn, too. Really? He's January 6th. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, we're both caps. I'm going to need to see your guys' charts. <laughs> um, that's the thing Dr. That's, Layla's in the room. She's going to see the charts. Literally, if I had more free time, I'm serious. Like, if I wasn't a hairdresser, I would be a woo-woo ass bitch. I would be full, full-time, full like, professional astrologer. I'd be reading charts for a living. Yep. Um, this is, like, also, like, a very Pisces thing of me to be talking about because we are very, like, dreamy yeah. and, like, intuitive and... Um, so I wonder if I am Pisces because that's me too. Like they, I'm telling you, you got to have it in your chart somewhere. I yeah. bet you're probably a Pisces moon or maybe yeah. a rising, but it's in there somewhere. I just know. I've taken a lot of different like, in, are you an intuitive <laughs> or an empath test? And I definitely am. Like, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, there's the thing. The thing is, like, you know, there's twelve signs, right? And it's okay. like there there can be overlapping characteristics with mm-hmm. different ones, um, but some it's just like stronger than others, I guess. And okay. it depends on the placement too. So, like, the sun, it, your sun sign is going to be usually what you're going to relate to the most at like the core of who you are okay your moon sign is the moon rules your like feelings and emotions okay whatever your sign is your moon sign is like the characteristics of that sign is what you're probably going to relate to the Mm. most when it comes to that subject i bet i am a pisces Um, actually and then your rising is kind of like the mask you put on to the world or like how you are in like surface level relationships or like in business or whatever um for me i'm a virgo rising which is like very type a very organized um very like um this is fascinating yeah um and that is definitely how I am when it comes to my business especially um but I'm also highly creative with my Pisces um Okay, you're getting me all. I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do this tonight. You're gonna be done for once you get into it. I'm telling you right now, it's so interesting. I wish more people would like not. I wish people wouldn't like write it off so quick because it is a little woo woo, especially like coming from a religious background, like a um, you know Christian background or whatever. It's like one of those things where like, oh, it's witchcraft. I'm like, it's really actually just math and science. I mean, it's literally the stars. Yeah. uh, it's based off of the planets. Um, that's why what exactly what time you were born is important to know, like what the planets and what the stars right. were doing when you were born and also where you were born. So latitude and longitude. So okay. that's kind of like how um, you figure out like what your natal chart, it's called a natal chart um, is. Hey, I, I love it. Anything that brings self-awareness, I'm all about. Yeah. I'm curious what's to know, like outside of astrology, what's like a favorite book or something you do to like practice self-awareness for yourself um you know I haven't always been that great at it Mm -hmm. um I'm a very I would say I definitely like especially when I was younger and like a more immature Mm -hmm. um I definitely and even now still it's not as bad but I definitely have like foot in mouth syndrome like I definitely say things without thinking about them a lot Mm -hmm. um not as badly as I did when I was younger Mm -hmm. um but I feel like uh, the whole um, self-awareness thing for me has actually not necessarily come from like a book or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think having Lennox was definitely like a turning point for yeah. me as far as like um, just figuring out who I am. Yeah. And um, also, I mean, you know, we all have like these, you know, milestones, right. Of like certain events or things that have happened over the course of our lives that kind of get us to where we're at. Right. And I think one of the big ones that first happened was like a really bad relationship I was in, Mm -hmm. in my early twenties, which resulted in me like completely walking away from the church and just like doing whatever. And like the church was like a really big, like identity thing for me. Um, And so then when I stopped, um, singing at church and, and being involved, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of forced me to like be like, well, what, who am I? Like, what am I right. about? And what am I outside of just someone who sings at a big church, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was a big one. And then getting pregnant unexpectedly from somebody who was abusive mm-hmm. um, and then be- being a single mom and all of that has kind of like, um, you know, just like all these big things these like major points in time in your life that kind of yeah force you to grow and change and yeah um whatever but um but yeah I would say like having a kid 
especially was like a major thing that made me like look inward more in order to because I knew that in order to be like the best parent I could be mm-hmm. for him um I needed to figure out some of my own stuff and yeah. so just being like um just I guess paying more attention and like like I said like getting into astrology as like stupid as it sounds like has helped me a lot with yeah. that because I've always felt this sense of like of like this conflictingness in my personality yeah of like okay well in certain situations I can be like super laid back yeah. and easygoing or whatever and in other situations I can be very like I like very anxious and very right. um uh like things have to be a certain way. Yeah. And then in other areas I can be very like playful and spontaneous and impulsive. And I'm just like, I'm so confused about why I am the way that I am. Yeah. And so when I started looking into different ways of just figuring that out, I was just like, Oh, so much of this makes sense. And now I'm noticing all these patterns of like why I've chosen certain partners or certain friendships or why certain things that have happened, I've reacted away, you know, some type of way to, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like paying more attention to right. that kind of stuff, I yeah. guess, if that makes sense. And it's, I mean, definitely something I work on. I feel like I'm always working on. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll ever stop working yeah, on it. Yeah. Also, another thing is just having people in your life that you trust that you can take yeah. uh, feedback from without mm-hmm. getting super offended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I do need to find a therapist. That was one of my um, goals for this year. Yeah. Um, hasn't happened yet. Well, and COVID uh, hasn't made it easier because yeah. everything's online and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, having meaningful relationships with people who c- kind of, you know, see you in a different way than you see yourself to try to say like, hey, like, you know, I don't know, just I'm, I'm, I feel like sometimes People have told me I can be intimidating, but I know that if someone were to come to me and say, hey, you said or did something that really hurt my feelings or yeah, or I noticed that you did this and that didn't really seem like it was in your character. Or, I don't know. It's it's hard to think of a specific example, but I really do like if it's somebody I trust and I know has my best interest in mind, I really take it to heart Same. and kind of yeah. like mull it over and like think like, hmm, why am I acting this way? Or like, why did I react that way? Yeah. Or I didn't realize that me saying this thing that I didn't think anything of really hurt your feelings. I'm really sorry about that. And I feel like those conversations and situations are opportunities for growth. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get, sometimes I can get a little defensive, but even if that's the case, I always will kind of like think about it. I think everyone does. It's like our natural defense to get defensive. Well, it's our natural defense to get defensive. Yeah. Um, Going off of that, um, I had a friend tell me, you know, I was, I was picking her brain like, I had someone say some really, really mean stuff to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm really struggling with this. How do I go about this? And she was like, you know, getting a group of people in your life that you know have your best interest in mind, but are also diverse. So they have different perspectives or, you know, maybe one of them is more faith-based. Maybe one of them is more agnostic, whatever it is of like a, a variety of people that can give you different perspectives so that you can come to this culmination point of like, okay, this is what I'm going to take from this and learn from based off of these perspectives of people mm-hmm. who I know have the best interest in mind for me, but also to see if there's any truth to what, you know, maybe you get some criticism and then you can run it by and say, Hey, is there any truth that I'm missing in this criticism? Or should I just throw this out the door? Because I'm really hung up on this one comment that a mean person said. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not easy. Definitely like having an accountability. I guess you would call it an accountability group, but or maybe yeah. even or support group, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like self-awareness is something that like you have. To, I feel like I mean, it's it's kind of self-explanatory mm-hmm. that it's something that you have to. I mean, maybe it comes easier to some than others. Um, but I, I mean, you, you know, when you've run into people or met people that you're like, God, that person just has zero self-awareness of like no clue. how they're acting or how they, <laughs> what they're doing or saying is affecting anybody else around them. Or they just don't care. Or True. yeah, that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I feel like once you do, and that's something that is a priority to you, like you, you're always kind of like working towards. Yeah that I guess the way I've always described it to myself anyways is like if you're if you're building a relationship with someone that you've just met you ask questions just like we're doing here today right so like if you're wanting to get to know yourself why wouldn't you ask yourself questions like I'll literally just like I'll do something and I'll ask why did I do that or like it can be as simple as you know I drop something on the floor and my like instant reaction is just I'm pissed off like that I drop something or my kids drop something and it's making a mess or whatever. Like, where is that coming from? And then, you know, usually there's something else. Like, maybe that's what I was modeled as a child. Like, not a lot of patience or things like that so that I can begin to heal those things. And, you know, obviously dropping something on the floor is probably a really, really minor example of what. But you know what I'm saying? It's just I got in a full fight with my mom and was like rage going through Craigslist ads to find a different place to live because I was so upset that. Um, someone ate a snack that I had bought for myself. Like it was like a Cheeto or something. I love and it. I got, I was like, like angry, like very angry. Yeah. And I kind of stormed off. I didn't, it, it was actually not just my mom. It was kind of my dad too. They were both involved. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely be like very reactive. Uh huh. Um, and so I kind of, and like, I sometimes like when that happens, like, I need to just like be by myself and like cool down, mm-hmm. figure out like why I'm so upset. Yep. And so, so I, in that specific situation, I did. I like went up to my room and I was like mad for a while. And then my mom starts texting me, being like, I can't believe you just made your dad feel so bad over a fucking <laughs> Cheeto or whatever it was. And I was like, this isn't about the Cheetos. I'm like, this is about me feeling like I don't have the level of independence that I would prefer right. because I'm a single parent who yeah. has to rely on other people for help. There's always something and deeper. And I always feel mm-hmm. guilty about that, even if you tell me I don't need to. And so when I go out of my way to buy something special for myself, and for whatever reason, food is like a trigger for me. Uh-huh. Um, and like, you know... Especially when somebody doesn't ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just like really, it like makes me, it makes my head feel like it's on fire. Yeah. I get like so unreasonably angry about it. And I'm like, why am I so upset about this? It's yeah. not a big deal. I can go buy another bag of Cheetos or whatever. But I, you know, as I'm thinking about it, like, like I, I and I explained that. I was like, hey, I'm sorry I reacted. Right. That was not kind of me. But I just want you to know as my my parent, my roommate, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that this is for whatever reason, this is a, a trigger thing for me. Yep. And in the future, if you notice that there's something in the house that you did not buy for yourself, that is probably not yours and you would like to have some, just ask me. And if I say no, 
don't make me feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, and just respect the boundary, <laughs> right? And so, um, not to, I'm not like, for everyone listening, you know I love Mama Halbert and yeah. my dad. It's yep. not, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just giving, giving an example of how I have kind of practiced yep. that, like you're saying, asking yourself questions of yeah. like, why am I getting so upset over someone eating a handful of my fucking Cheetos? I have a right. whole bag. It's not a big deal. Yep. But like realizing like, okay, this is why I'm having this reaction. And for whatever reason, sharing food or like special things that I right. go out of my way to get for myself is like a trigger for me. Well, and triggers, <laughs> I like, I think, I don't know, in our world right now, I feel like there's a lot of kind of like uh, wanting to avoid triggers, which I'm totally for in a lot of sense. But also I think triggers are there to let us know that something within us has been violated or we don't like what's happening. And then if we work through that and realize, okay, this, like you were saying, you felt like you don't have the independence level that you want as a single mom within the house. And it was, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, sure. Yeah, disrespected, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. In that sense, it's like once you understand that, then you can explain it to the person or the, you know, within the relationship so that when it happens again, you can move through it quicker. So it doesn't completely derail you and you want to go buy a new apartment. Right. It's like now. And I've had instances like this. No, seriously. I was like, like looking through ads. I'm like. $1,600 for a two-bedroom apartment in the bad part of town. Yeah, I think I'm going to – I think I'm cooled down enough. I think it's time for me to apologize. Let's, let's work through this. I think but, it's time for me to share my Cheeto. But now you have the boundaries, right? And they know to ask. Yeah. And so – but, I mean, I've done things like that too, like stupid stuff with me and my husband just like – I'll like storm out the door and then like I'm halfway down the road driving just like sobbing going like why did I react like this either I'm hormonal just it like a lot of it was when I was pregnant it was just straight hormones but a lot of it is underlying triggers and then working through that together or whoever your your roommate is your relationship then you can like when it happens again you just move through it quicker so it yeah. doesn't derail you so much so yeah 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 I'm like I don't really know how we got here I don't know but I but love I like it, it. yeah <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, well, before we kind of wrap things up, yeah. I don't want to keep you all night. Um, <laughs> is there anything, whether I mean, business related or just personally or anything that you want the people to know? Um, advice, um, mm. nuggets of wisdom. I don't know. Anything on your mind that you just really want to share? Mm. <laughs> You're gonna, we're going to get done and be like, oh, I should have said this. No, oh, I'll just maybe this. share where I'm at right now. <laughs> sure. So like where I'm currently at in life is just like, I feel like I'm asking a lot of big questions. Like 2020 really revealed a lot of stuff that I think all of us are like, whoa, like this is a lot of stuff to be working through, um, whether that's politically or just like, you know, with treating people equally and things like that. Um, and so it's just led me to ask a lot of questions. And so I'm just at this point in life where um, – not I never feel like I have a good answer for things I don't know why I'm sharing this but this is just where I'm at but like I feel like so everyone thinks they're right is what I'm witnessing in society is like people share this or people share this and everyone feels like they're right but I feel like no one's really right right now we just have a lot of perspectives and so I'm kind of digging through that of like what is perspective what's truth what's fact yeah. where can I actually get like good information instead of just an influencer's perspective especially on social media and so that's where I'm at right now and I don't know why I just shared that but there you go <laughs> that's good no I yeah. think that's like an important thing for everyone to think about of like because there are you know it's so easy to be exposed to so many different people's values and opinions uh-huh. and 
statements and beliefs and whatever just with covid and how so how what a big you know how social media is how we all stay connected with right. each other for the most part right um so it is definitely one of those things where you have to like practice that discernment of like okay what is do what do i need to take with a grain of salt or what do i need to take seriously or what is true and what is not that i mean yeah i totally get that yeah and really just questioning like really coming to a place of like finding values I guess that'd be my one piece of advice is like if you don't know your core values dig into that because that's where I'm at right now is like what are really my values not what people say my values should be but what actually matters to me and I found that it's way different than I thought that they actually were because I was just going with what might please other people yeah and I think that's so important in any endeavor even just being a parent or Mm -hmm. just a good person to your whoever you're in relationship with it's just knowing your values yeah yeah totally yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for Thanks coming for having on the me. show. I appreciate it. And sharing <laughs> and indulging my astrology obsession. Hey, I love it. I'm going to look into it when I, I get home. I will be patiently awaiting. <laughs> add me on CoStar. Oh, that's the thing. With CoStar, this app, the specific app, you can add people and it will tell you how compatible you are based on your individual charts okay. and like goes into detail of like areas Ooh. where you might struggle or areas where you are okay. would like work really well together and nine times out of ten when i meet a new person on like tinder or whatever i'm like so you need to add me on costar because <laughs> i love if it. we are not compatible i don't even want to waste my time which is like so whatever you can think i'm dumb i don't care whatever. um yeah. all you gemini men you know to stay away from me um <laughs> i'm always oh shitting gosh. on gemini men on this podcast and i can do that because it's my show yep um gemini women are great love you but the men it's a no for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Cool. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. I appreciate it. Open and honest. And if anyone um, is looking for uh, an auto detailer, yeah, um, I will put all of um, Lacey's Instagrams and websites and all the things yep. in the episode notes. Also, when I post a clip, of course, I will tag your accounts and stuff. You yep. do everything on Instagram. So yeah, pretty um, much everything. If you go to her page you'll figure out what, everything you need to know cool um yeah that's sweet it. well tgif fam talk to you <laughs> in a couple fridays bye bye <laughs>